up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. What's the largest tip? People, someone just texted that they've given a, uh, a $350 tip oh. on something before. I wonder what that bill was. Wow. Were they drunk? Because sometimes people give big t- tips and they don't. They push a lot of zeros. Hook that girl up. Give her some <laughs> little money. And then he's in, in whatever. Right. Um, I don't see any. Texas to 104.536, the largest tip you've ever given anybody. It's probably not this big. Um, somebody left a $3,000 tip. I think we may have done did this story back in the summer. Yeah. Um, there was a waitress in Pennsylvania who got a $3,000 tip on a bill for like only 13 bucks, And yeah. of course she was confused and was like, what? What is this? But um, this happened in Scranton, Pennsylvania, home of Joe Biden, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There, there you go. There, you, very good call. Very yeah. good call. Uh huh. Scranton. So, uh, three thousand dollar tip, thirteen dollars. Great news for a waitress because she's like, yes, now I can pay these bills. Now I can get some things done. And the guy who left the tip, shortly after leaving that large amount of money, disputed the charge with his credit card company. Can you imagine? No. Yeah, and it caused a big mess because the. The, the 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 restaurants actually give the person the cash mm-hmm. but once he disputes the charge they're on the hook for the money so they could either ask the employer to take the employee to give it back to them which would be pretty cruel right cool. can yeah. can we have that three thousand dollars in cash back which he's probably already spent and deposited yeah or they could either foot the bill themselves and looks like they had to foot the bill the reason he said he gave this uh, this credit card company, uh, or the reason why he asked for the tip back, yeah, is because he said the tip was something called tips for Jesus. I don't even know what that is. Like, what is that? He said that was the reason for leaving such a big tip, and I guess Jesus no longer wanted the tip, so he wanted to get the tip back. Wow. I don't know why. Wow, wow, wow. That's the reason. Yeah, this was supposed to be tips for Jesus. It wasn't supposed to be a, a, a real tip. So anyway, the woman did get... The three thousand dollars you get to keep it, but Good. now the restaurant is suing him for the three thousand dollars. Well, and then that's going to cost money. That's going to cost money. But I don't understand how the credit card company yeah. allowed him to dispute it. Yeah. yeah. When clearly he wrote it, he wrote yeah. three thousand dollars as the right. tip. The restaurant waited to right. make sure everything went through and everything right. was legit, and then that's when they gave the waitress the money. I hear what you're saying. On what on what basis is there a dispute? Right. Is it a mistake? Did someone write it for you? Yeah. Like, what is this? It's like, no, I wrote it myself. But well, I want yeah. it back. <laughs> yeah. I did it on purpose. It was supposed to be but a tip for Jesus. It. She's not Jesus. I need my money back. I have no <laughs> I idea. I don't know. I don't know why. But I here's the thing too. I'm thinking, did you just get your bill and check your bill now? Because you know it comes like a month and a and a bit right. later, and you just realize that you 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 maybe put the wrong number in. I don't know. I don't know. No, he hand writ- wrote the yeah. hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah so write that. How you get that from the bank when you write it? When you write it? Yeah. Go, oh, like I know. I know. I, I don't Maybe. know. My I don't try to understand. What kind of coffee work? do they serve at that <laughs> restaurant? That's what I want to know. Um, not <laughs> the shot. I want to know. Was he trying what? to talk her up? Th- a little that's bit? a strong coffee. Yeah. So I don't know. Be careful when you're writing those tips. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. What are you wearing to work? Are you wearing fishnet stockings? <laughs> or are you wearing a mini? Where am I going? Are you wearing a crop top? What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
That is probably not very likely, but it may depend on the generation you're part of. Gen Zs have started a, a hashtag on TikTok called work outfits, hashtag work outfits. And when you click this work outfits hashtag, you will see people wearing all these outfits that you might not think are work outfits, but they are saying that they want to wear these outfits to work. Take a listen to what one TikToker said, and their video has gotten over 200,000 likes. Listen. Today, I woke up in this yellow tank top, and it made me really happy because yellow makes me happy. And then I remembered that I had this lingerie set from Savage Fenty, and I instantly put it on. Now, to keep it on theme, I grabbed this vintage CG set I thrifted for like $10. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little scared when I first got these socks because I thought maybe I would look like a minion. I put these loafers on to look like a young, sophisticated woman. And I swear, if I had a corporate job, this is how I would go dress to work. Like, who's gonna stop me? Well, if I had a corporate job, <laughs> is the key phrase. <laughs> See what you're saying? Yeah, there. you know the likelihood of that is probably if very low based job, on what I you would say. Wear this. I don't think you would. Now, I just googled the Savage Fenty, which is Rihanna's uh, collection. The Savage yeah. Fenty yellow set. Yeah. Um, it's essentially something I'd want worn in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. This is not what you wear to work. Let me see. Let me see. I'm uh, over. Take a look at it. This is bedroom wear. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, everything. 12-year-old. You know. <laughs> so, um, but it's a growing movement of people saying that this is what they want to wear to work. They want to wear club gear. They want to wear club attire like they're out at a nightclub on Queen West. Yeah. Or, you know, somewhere okay. where lights are blaring. They want to be at Luxie or... <laughs> or cabana they went to wear that straight from the club straight to work okay so here oh see because when on my tv side when we do fashion uh-huh. before the pandemic uh-huh. we'd say okay we're going to give you an outfit that you can wear to work and then with just a couple of minor changes you can go out for dinner now what you're saying is i'm wearing it to the club and then walking into work and walking right into work wow. smelling like Smelling like Liquor and stuff. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like you just walked out of the so, club. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, if she had a corporate job. But the question is. Yeah. The question is, and I, I think the uh, there may be an obvious answer, but <laughs> are workplace dress codes outdated? Like, is it time to get, get rid of out dress codes at work? I mean, if I can do the job, complete the job, maybe exceed expectations, does what I'm wearing even matter? Hmm. I'm one for like I throw wrecking balls through traditions. I just want to I just want to kick them all down to the ground. Traditions. See, I look at comfort. Yeah. How long does it take me to take this outfit off because I got a pee so badly? <laughs> exactly. That's what I look. I look at comfort, comfort and yes. you know, getting to the bathroom on time. That's why jumpsuits are not my thing. I think about um, what makes me feel like me. I want to wear something where I don't have to feel like I have to act the part of what I'm wearing. Right. If I feel like me, then I could do my job the best. Well, you know in the radio business. Yeah. Untraditional job, though. Very untraditional. And yeah. and on the TV side of things, my producers, I mean, they wear clothes that they have to pick up stuff and do whatever. But they 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 wear what they want to wear. There's no, there's no, it's just kind of a thing. Everyone is so individual up there. They wear very unique things, some of them, and some of them are very, I don't know. Right. What am I trying to say? Uh, pretty, not corporate, but, you know, classic. I got you. I, I, I just wonder about this stuff because, I mean, if you're walking up the stairs and you got who you know things not on, uh, that's a little dicey. I, I could see that. 
Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. There's so many little scams going on on our phones and on email. Has anyone figured out what those phone calls are yet? I get this phone call every day or so, and it's someone speaking some language. I don't even know what language this is. It sounds like some language from Asia or something. I don't know what language it is. And I just get the call from like an 855 number, and this yeah. is like the talking. Da, 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 really so like, fast. I was like, I don't know what this is saying. And then I hang up. What is that? Do you know what that is? I, I don't know what that is. I can't it's, be the it's, only it's, person it's, getting that call. It's a two-parter. You got it? It's a two-parter. And then I wait to see if they're going to say anything to me, if they like put me into an operator or nothing. And then they say something else, and it's it. And then they hang up on me. I went, wow, that was rude. I don't have a clue what they're saying. Has anyone gotten this call? And do you understand what they're saying? We'd like to know. I would love for someone to dig, to crack that code. Have Have you gotten that call yet, producer Simone? You've gotten that call? It's cra- Azalea, have you? Never gotten it. I don't have, I don't answer phone, phone calls <laughs> that I don't know. Yeah, but Or some, people that I do know. I don't but, answer the phone. But, you know, sometimes, <laughs> okay, here's how clever they are. Okay. They send something in an area code that we're familiar with. Yeah. So and you then, think it's someone you may know. That's why it's called, I pick it that, up. That's called spoofing. So you can get an app that, all right, if I were to call your phone, yeah. I could spoof my number and make my number look like any number, mm-hmm. really. Any area code, any first three digits, and I could just essentially call you with a fake-looking number on the caller ID. Okay. Yeah. Spoofing. I don't, but this this particular phone call I get every day. Yeah. It's someone calling me from one of those 855 or 8. It looks like a toll-free number. And then I'm just like, what is this call? And they're speaking in some language I've never heard before. And if, if even if I don't answer, they leave a, a voicemail. They do? Yes. Oh, I'm they're like, oh. I'm like, what is this? Oh, that's true. They do. If you don't pick it up, they leave you a voicemail. You're, yeah, you're and right, I'm trying right. to figure out what this is yeah. about. I'm trying to figure out what the, the thing is because they're trying to get everyone wants money, right? Yeah. Can we put a translator on that, though? Like, if you... if you. That's a good idea. I might run that through a Google Translate. Look at me. And Look see what it is. Thank you for the good idea. idea. I, I like that idea. I well, I suspect it's a scam. Yeah. And uh, it's one of many scams that we're subject to these days. Listen to this. Um, your personal information on the dark web uh-huh. is worth about $1,000 a piece. So if someone gets your personal information and they sell it to somebody else and they have a stack of numbers, they can get about $1,000 per person on those numbers. Um, like bank logins, this is weird to me that a bank login to these pirates is worth only about $50 a piece. Credit card details sell for anywhere between in the teens of dollars like 15 16 bucks to 120 uh, 120 dollars excuse me but personal information like your sin number those those things yeah a thousand dollars that's why it's so lucrative to get all this information isn't there a famous person in trouble for it for selling their Phoneless or something like that? Is yeah, that I saw an article recently. Kim Kardashian and Scott Disick, uh. they are being sued for doing a contest on Instagram um, to give away a bunch of brand name things, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, all these things. And when people sign up to win that, mm-hmm. apparently, allegedly, they sold that list of people's information. Wow. wow. That's not good. Let me tell you about my story with the Canadian government. I'll make sure. it quick because they might cut me off. <laughs> The CRA is the Canadian Revenue Agency, and I'm applying for a business, um, you know, account. Okay. Normal, normal. So I'm going through all the things. I'm answering all the things. doing the things. And it says, okay, put in your password. And I went, well, that's the point. I don't have a password because I'm starting this now. Yeah. 
somebody took over my account. Oh wow, really? To get Serb. And they and they and word is and they started an account in your name. Something like that. Wow. And so what happened was during the pandemic, in March of 2020, they found some people that used to work for the CRA, yeah. still under investigation, a good number of them, took people's names. So they could use that as an account trying to get money with Serb. Really? So Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 1045. Here are some phrases that sound really, really defeatist and things you should probably stop saying if you want to have a more confident uh, appearance to people or just even feel more confident in your own head. You know, they do say that thoughts become things, and the more you say certain things, it becomes your mindset. For example, if you say, I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. When you say a, a phrase like, I have to go to work, it means like, it, it almost sounds like you're being made to go to work or an that obligation. you're going, an obligation yeah. or you're going against your will. <laughs> I mean, realistically, we've all chosen our jobs, so we're That's not right. really against your will. It's just hard to leave the bed. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try saying this instead. I get to go to work. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Doesn't it sound different? It, you know, yeah, and the more you say that, the more you realize the the uh, the place of privilege and and also uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, purpose? No. Purpose and just it's just like uh, it, it's great to have a job. You know it's what I mean? Great to have a job. Great job. Having a job is better than not. Yeah. So if you want to be a more positive sounding person, instead of saying I have to go to work, yeah. say I get to go to work. But what if I can't do that? If you can't do that. You want to change that because saying I can't do that is almost like admitting defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, say I can try to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like think of an activity that you've never done before. Let's say uh, have you ever bungee jumped? No. No. Right. So instead of saying I can't bungee jump, you say I can try to bungee jump. But I'm not going to. <laughs> but I'm not going to. Part two. Fine. Now, here's a word that I was told to eliminate from my vocabulary. Okay. And the word is should. Yeah. Like, you know, I should do that. I should uh, remove should from my vocabulary. Okay. So should is a controlling word that puts pressure on us. Dropping the should, it would be better to say, I will do that. I will do that. Uh, I won't do that. My high school English teacher used to say, don't should all over yourself. Yeah. I don't know where the word came from, and I know in <laughs> it's, therapy, it's a stupid word. I lo- it's just because it's so uh, it's negative it, to me. It's, I should should is yeah. almost like it's de- it's another defeatist word. Yeah, you know what I mean. Brian McKnight shoulda woulda coulda. Yeah, well, yeah, well, right? that Brian, okay. Then that case, it worked. But could have would have did it. <laughs> right, shoulda woulda coulda, but you didn't. Yeah, like, right. Right. So should. Yeah, you that's sh- a word that like you get out. You you shouldn't wear that. Or my mother would change it. You might not want to wear that mm-hmm. as you're walking out the door. <laughs> okay. How about this word? Yeah. I failed. I failed at blank. I failed at this. They say that you should instead say, that attempt didn't work. The attempt at dating didn't work. The attempt at that marriage didn't work. Or, well, that didn't work. Right. That didn't work. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This is a one word change. Change the it changes the tone, doesn't it? All right. Yeah. Uh, One more for you. Go, yeah, let's do it. Um, I never should have blank. Rather than say that, you say, because I did blank, I know now. I now know X Y Z. Like, yeah. I now know that. You, you know what I'm saying? 
It's just taking the defeat out of things. Right. And when your little one says, it's not fair, you're going to hear that a lot. Yeah. Be good. Just say, well, you have to deal with it anyway. Okay. So deal with it. I'm, so when something else is not fair, I, well, you I have, have to deal, deal with it anyway. I have to deal with it anyway. So, yeah. I, I'm going to stop saying, life isn't fair. <laughs> what I've been using. Do you life. do that? Life, yeah. You know what, pro- kid? Life isn't fair. It's probably not the best way to do that. <laughs> Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Have you ever wondered how to get a candle to last longer? Why, yes, I have. No, I haven't, <laughs> but I'm about to hear I it. I haven't either. But there is a way if you were wondering, and uh, we will tell you right now. Okay. Um, There's a couple ways. Number one, I didn't even realize this was a thing. They said uh, you're supposed to pick the right size candle for the room. Um, if the if the candle is too big or too small, you will either burn it too long. So you should pick a bigger candle if you have a bigger room. You know what I'm saying? If you if you have a small. Are you talking can- about a three wicker? Uh, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a pretty. That's a that's a lot of wicks. Sizable. Um, yeah, if the candle is too small for the room, then you're tempted to burn it longer. So oh. you will burn more candle. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a more compelling way uh, to <laughs> to keep the candle burning you longer. You see me kind of going off in the distance. How about this one? Yes. Um, clean the candle after each use. I didn't know that one. Uh, after the candle is cooled, you're supposed to wipe the wick and the candle with wet cotton with a wet cotton pad soaked with warm soapy water to oh, make geez. sure there's no debris in there. Oh come on! Did they do that in the colonial days? Oh, I do that. Do really? You? Yeah, when your candle is burning, yeah. and then the wick part, that part burns off, and then those little pieces fall into the candle, yeah. you want to wipe that up because it's... I've done that. Number one, it looks terrible. I've done okay. That. Right. But, I, but I, I also know that, you know, after it's burnt, you know, like, I'll take it like a, like prune it like a flower, right? Yes. After it's cooled down. Very so important. That, so that doesn't happen in the candle. I hear you on yeah. that one. Yeah. All but right. a warm, soapy, soft cloth. Now you use it. Oh, that's oh yeah, that's that's a paper towel is what I use. But I mean, Martha knows. Oh, this is Martha. (laughs) Oh, these are Martha's. uh, This is Martha Stewart. She knows. Oh Oh, yeah, she is. I'll try that one. Okay. Okay, What next? Uh, (laughs) care for the wick. Care for the wick. Um, you trim the wick about a quarter to an eighth inch to give the ideal burn. Yes. Snip it before you light it each time. Yes. Yeah. All right. You can trim it after you burn the candle. Blah 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 blah. And Not those just, candle uh, trimmers are expensive. Really? <laughs> Why can't you? Twenty use bucks. I've because never heard of a like, candle trimmer. You can't trimmer. really get the the scissors in there, right? But the candle trimmer, it's like a long piece, and then it has this little piece that sticks at the side, so it, you it, you could easily cut. Really? Oh, okay. okay, so care for your wick. Maybe even name it. John is taken, but do something else. <laughs> um, 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 you know, when you get new candles. Mm-hmm. They tell you, and I don't know if Martha agrees with me, that you know people put them in their candle holders. Like I'm talking about those taper candles, the the, okay, you know, the long ones, the sticks, and uh, they don't cut them off, they, and they don't light them. So if you are putting them up on a display, maybe it's for Martha. She wants you to cut them, light them, and then take them out, ah. so they look like they've been used. I only know about candles in jars. Nice, nice. That's it, That's it oh, for me. Well, maybe I've introduced you to a new chapter. Because w- when that all melts, where is it melting? The in the universe, just, just gonna fall onto the table, or <laughs> well, there's non-drip candles. Oh. Where do candle oh, so waxes go? go? Do they it find goes their inside, way home? It goes inside. It goes inside. It goes inside. I see. While, yeah. 
It's all good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have to bring my non-drip candles to her. Okay. I'm going to do that. Non-drip candles. Yeah. We all learned something. Never heard we of them. We sure did. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. That's how you get your candles <laughs> to last longer. I'm going to get a nice, large, cold glass of testosterone. I'll be right back. <laughs> Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. There are places in Toronto where you can get Detroit-style pizza, but I don't think it's quite like this pizza we're about to tell you about. Places in Detroit. Uh, Michigan, of course. Uh, Ohio. Indiana. And uh, also Kentucky are welcoming a franchise called Pink Panties Pizza. Uh, Pink it, Panties Pizza. Yes, it is a Detroit-style pizza mm-hmm. that uh, has all the traditional toppings, your cheeses, your meats, your veggies, but one specific ingredient that might send uh, <laughs> sales going high, <laughs> THC. Yep. Uh, oh. In- infused pizza. Uh, now, pizza is usually a go-to when you've got the munchies from uh, consuming cannabis, but this is actually munchie-inducing and munchie, I guess, uh, satisfying at the same time? Well, it's in, it's in the crust, right? Uh, yeah, it's in the crust. Yeah. They put the THC in the crust um, in their what up, though, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what up, though? I, listen to a TikToker talk about the pizza. This pizza got green peppers, brown chicken, pepperoni, pineapples, one pound of mozzarella cheese, and you know it got a thousand milligrams of oh boy. Introducing Pineapple Express, pink panties pizza, pizza so good you eat the box. Oh boy. <laughs> pizza so good you eat the box. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that, but they're recommending this pizza. Man, that infused food stuff yeah. is, whoo, you got to be careful with that stuff. It's a crazy train, and once you get on that crazy train, there is no stopping the train. <laughs> Am I lying or am I lying? That stuff is like, you got to be careful with the infused foods. Yeah. Because once once it starts, you're in. You're in. And Man. forever. Well, well what, what seems like you. forever. Well, you know, what seems like forever. <laughs> uh, but you're snacking right there, so it's all good. Uh, some states don't, like, uh, are, are not allowing this, right? So these, am I right? Like, yeah, I think it's So state- you have to be kind of, some, some of these companies are on the really quiet about it, that they're doing this. But these guys are advertising and people want... To belong to this franchise, yeah, uh, pretty amazing. Only one of those states that I just rattled off, yeah, fully legalized cannabis. Ah. Um, the other states like Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, yes, are kind of limited use mm-hmm. legal medical, depending on what those specific states uh, allow. But this is the new thing, pink okay. panties pizza. I don't know if it'll get here. Someone in Toronto was probably already doing it. Yeah, I haven't even opened the store yet. But look out for it. Uh-huh. It's on the way. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. What is the most plentiful animal on Earth? Anyone can text the answer to this at 104.536. You're not going to guess it. Out Outnumbers humans. Outnumbers. I mean, that's not very hard to do, though. I mean, humans, I mean, if you think about, like, where we live, we're not everywhere. You know, I mean, I mean, North Pole, South Pole, we're not there. And these things may be there. Outnumbers. <laughs> Outnumbers humans. Uh, it would, uh, all I'm saying is that uh, outnumber yeah. fish, that's probably pretty hard well, to that's, do. That, yeah, yeah. But it's pretty large. I it, mean, to me, anytime you, you, you say something and you compare it to humans, they go, what? Yeah. And they're tiny little things. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, a couple of people just got it. Yeah. Ants. Yeah. Ants. 
outnumber humans by a lot. Mm-hmm. And you probably never think about it. But the number is not in the millions. It's not in the billions. It's in the quadrillions. Quadrillions of ants yeah. on Earth. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. How interesting is that? Gross to some people, but interesting. Wouldn't you say? I think it's really interesting. I, I love watching ants sometimes. Not in my house. Outside my house. I like that. Yeah, they're pretty interesting things. They do. They do. Like the, the, the work the work that they do and the, they, they just... All, I don't think they ever take a vacation. No, they don't take a vacation. They always are working. They're very, very busy all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you remember Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, they're kind of cute. Yeah. Um, remember, remember that Remember that uh, great movie Ants, A-N-T-Z? That was good. Woody Allen. Woody Allen was in that. It was, see cute. That one. it was really cute. And it gave you, like, sort of a better idea, like Ratty, Ratatouille did for rats, an understanding <laughs> of what they have a personality. At least that's how I look at it. I now. feel like they do have a personality. Yeah, yeah. The total amount of ants on planet Earth is about 20 quadrillion. Yeah. That's one, two, three, four, five. So wait, six. how many zeros is this? I don't three, even know. Six, yeah. five. 12, yeah. 15, 16 zeros. Yeah. So so that's just like a large, huge, a big number. Yep. And then we think, okay, okay, do they? what can they do for us? Well, not much, really. They're not doing anything for us, except they're in the ecosystem. And they're keeping the ecosystem intact. That's right, because if you, if you eliminate them, the whole thing falls apart. How about the, uh, the, the beautiful, uh, so respected cockroach? Uh, the cockroach. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put beautiful as one of its attributes. I'm trying to make it look. I remember being in an apartment and I had cockroach problem, and yeah. they are just scary. But they, but they are serving a purpose they're, now. They're pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're researchers out in Japan that are using cockroaches to uh, be little finders, like yeah. little cyborgs, if you will. Yeah. They, uh, there's a scientist or a group of scientists that have found a way to put a certain film. That is about one twenty-fifth of a human hair's width. Amazing. Onto the back of a cockroach. Like a backpack. Like a backpack. They put this cockroach backpack on the roach, and then they put a solar panel on it, yeah. and they're able to give the cockroach commands. And the commands will tell the cockroach, move left, move right, back up, turn around. And these are not little cockroaches. These are like big, big, giant cockroaches. And the hope is that, say, in like an earthquake, Mm-hmm. If a building falls down and people yeah. are trapped in the building, they will send out swarms of these cyborg cockroaches for search and rescue. Yeah. Take a listen to this. With the power of an intrusion, he can send his cyber roaches as first responders into deadly environments to locate and rescue potential survivors. For example, during a search and rescue mission, they would release an intrusion of cyber roaches to naturally roam the search area. As the roaches explore the space, they gather data that is used to create a 3D map of the environment. If a roach travels outside the search area, the computer will automatically stimulate its antennae to direct it back in. Once a roach detects the sounds of a survivor, beacons from fixed radio towers would activate and locate the cyber roach and thus the survivor. Cool. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, if I'm ever trapped in a building, just leave me there. Don't send the roaches in for me. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. When you do this in bed, it's the quality, not the quantity that matters. It's how good it is, not how big it is or how long it is that matters. Talking about sleep. 
Oh, I love sleep. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> yes, I'm asking. Um, yeah, it's about the quality of sleep. According to a recent study, um, they're saying that so many people are complaining about lack of sleep. People are sleep deprived during the day. You know, they're yeah. falling asleep and yeah. feeling not so good, getting sick. They hit a wall. Hit a wall. Yeah. Uh, a new study from the UK says that if you want to catch up on sleep, it's not really about getting more sleep. It's about getting more quality sleep. So when you get to bed, getting to those sleep cycles that help restore the body, your immune system, your muscular skeletal system, and all those things that make you feel good and better about yourself, your mind, mm-hmm. keep away flus, colds, and illnesses. Mm-hmm. It's about getting quality sleep. Yeah, this is a man that doesn't have a child. But yeah, <laughs> exactly, Continue. exactly. I mean, yeah. that's really what it's about. And, you know, right now, immunology is the big, yeah. big study. Everyone wants to stay better and not get sick with all these viruses running around. Exactly. So what they talk about and, you know, with these sleep experts is that if you go to bed the same time every night mm-hmm. with good uh, hygiene, and that means that your your sheets are clean, the, the room is dark, there's no blue light on. And it's consistent. You don't have any alcohol before you go to sleep. You don't have the TV on. If you do that consistently, you don't have to sleep as long. But the quality, like you said, is the best. If you can get into some of that as a routine, it's a game changer. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's good. Because, I mean, for me personally, it's hard to get the length of sleep. Because, you know, by the time I put child to bed and by the time I'm done with whatever activities I got to do for the night, I mean, can I get to bed at 8 o'clock every day? No way. Like, you know, yeah. 9, 10 o'clock becomes a, a reality, then up in the morning by like 3.45. Yeah, and that's okay as long as you do it, you know, as a routine. Yeah. And do all those other things to make it worth your while to do it. And I know we were talking about showering yesterday. Yeah. And washing your face. Yes. I did. I washed my face as well. Hey! Okay, but if you do it, thank you. Both the guys going, we did it. <laughs> we did it. It's so great. We're we washed our face. We got one. We got one. <laughs> if you take a shower... Before you go to bed, uh-huh. you will sleep better. Really? Yes. It just puts the body at rest. And if you get a chance to work out during the day, something like a walk or something, yeah. you will, you'll see if you do it consistently, like three times a week, I, I'm going to say that, that, that as a routine, you will see the quality of your sleep improve. And you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to, but if you do it, yeah, you will go to sleep. Better sleep. Yep. And all that better sleep, better quality sleep yep. leads to better immune system that's that's what it's all about so if you're having trouble uh sleeping or uh getting enough sleep just change the quality of sleep by making these simple changes yeah you'll feel better overall good things to hear for someone who can't get that eight to nine hours that i wish i could get but if you have a kid Mm -hmm. and they interrupt your sleep that changes that's another game changer Mm -hmm. yeah all right think about it and get it done up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 1045. Let me talk to my two coffee queens in the room. Um, are you guys wait? I, I know that you are like cold coffee more than hot coffee. I love iced coffee, and you yes. like hot coffee more than iced coffee. 100%. Okay, let's talk about some of the benefits of one over the other. Um, apparently, they say that cold coffee has some health benefits over hot coffee. Uh, if you drink a cold coffee, it could actually be less acidic and easier on your digestive system. Even better for your teeth. doesn't uh, stain your teeth as much as hot coffee does. No, does that I make you wonder? That. Does it, not, not in? Not in? 
Ice Probably tea. Ice tea stains your, your, your teeth as much as hot tea does, so coffee would be the same. i like to know that. All right. I would assume it's because you're drinking it through a straw. Okay. So it's oh, passing okay. the analogy, passing, right? Passing the teeth, okay. going straight to the back of the throat. She's a smart scientist. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you like hot coffee mm. more than cold coffee, uh, they're saying that hot coffee uh, wakes you up, perks you up, makes you feel better. Even just holding the, the, the mug or the cup in your hand with the warmth puts many people in a good mood and has some good health effects there just for uh, mental health. How about that? Feels like home. Feels like, you know... You smell the coffee being made downstairs. You know, yeah, that's good. That's good. Right. What a way to introduce the morning. And it's actually when you hold a cup of hot coffee, it makes you see other people as more generous and caring than you usually would. You look at me better when you hold hot coffee. So I would say keep holding the coffee. This is probably why Marilyn looks at me nicely and Azalea <laughs> scowls at me. Because <laughs> she holds the cold coffee. I don't know. That's just my face. Oh, no, that's your face? Yeah. Rest, resting scowl face. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Let's, okay. Uh, how about this one? Um, hot coffee has higher level of antioxidants than the cold brew Azalea. Okay. Okay. And those okay. antioxidants are res- uh, responsible for things like lower risk of heart disease, diabetes, yeah. cancers, and premature death. Would you like to switch <laughs> to hot coffee now? I have a hot coffee right now. There, so there you go. Take that. Today oh. cold for that. <laughs> and today's too cold. Yeah. yeah. And cold brews less caffeine. Cold brews have less caffeine. Uh less than the hot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I think well, I think because the the when you're brewing a hot coffee, it can extract more of the things in the coffee, so you get a little more caffeine. And also, you're loading it up with cream and whipped cream, right, Azalea? Caramel. <laughs> right. Caramel. caramel. Making it a, a milkshake. Yeah. So. There it is. Those are the differences between cold and hot coffee. I uh, I have right. to say, uh, this makes my day. This coffee makes my day. That's one of the reasons. If you get up right now, Marilyn, you can have a cup of coffee, and I'm out of bed. The level of addiction right. that our society has on coffee is just troubling to me. It's just so, so widely accepted, and like we just kind of do it. Says but, the guy who just said, "I think I'm gonna get a coffee." Today. Yeah, I know. I, did, I actually <laughs> said that today, but yeah. like I, I think you don't normally. Though. I don't normally, no, and I, I think all, anytime I see people just guzzling coffee all over the world, I'm like. Guys, we're addicted. Like, should we talk about yeah. this? But no one's talking about it. It is really like the best part of, of my waking day. up. Does yeah, not the d- best part of waking up. <laughs> Does that not concern you that that cup is like the thing you look forward to most in life? I do. I do look forward to it. And no, it's not. It doesn't. Doesn't concern you. Doesn't concern you because it's not like I wake up and I do other things. Yeah, it's like not like I'm things. waking bad things. Not like I'm not like snorting a, it or anything. I, that's what I'm saying. If I was right. snorting, like, <laughs> can't wait to have my bump. Can't wait. No, no, you guys no. would look at me like I'm crazy. No, I I feel quite good. <laughs> you know, well, one time I tried to step away from it, or not totally, but like one last. That was painful. And then one time I did it without, and I went, no, I'm, you, you want yeah. me with coffee. Guys, every morning, Marilyn and Azalea get yeah. up at the same time and yeah. leave this studio and go get the coffee at the same time every day. Your Wacachino. Your Wacachino. Could you imagine if I went to the bathroom to go get a, you know, like every, every morning at the same, hey, guy, run to the bathroom. You guys be like, what's wrong with Or like with this take guy? a shot of Although, tequila every morning. They'd be like, what's wrong with him? Well, but it's coffee, so it's I cool. did have a morning man I worked with in Calgary that did that. But anyway. <laughs> Up, Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. What's the last place you snuck into? Texas, the place at 104.536. Or do you just like sneaking into places? Because a video has gone viral. Uh, a family was sneaking into Disney's Magic Kingdom. Um, the woman in this video disguised a little girl as a baby. 
in a stroller. Right. Uh, so it was actually a full-grown child, but they said, you're going to be a baby. Put yeah. the, the kid in the stroller to avoid the, the ticket. That video, of course, went viral uh-huh. over 800,000 times. And uh, commenters are saying that they've done similar things. They've actually uh, snuck into Disneyland. It be, it's becoming a, a pretty common thing to do because Disney World is so expensive. Yeah, it's, it's especially past uh, you know lockdown. And everything everyone's trying to make up for money is uh, you know lost money. Same thing with Disney right. Land and World. Right. So, you know, is a genius. Um, is it? Is it? it like oh, it's you know? criminal, but yeah. But is it? The, I mean, it, there's some geni- there, there is some genius there. Yeah, yeah sure. There's I, some some ingenuity there. I mean, oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think okay. Well, maybe that's kind of genius that you did it that way. Although wrong, don't think that I you know recommend that. What are people saying about sneaking in? Uh, well, no. Maybe I'll tell you. Movies are movies are very common. People yeah. sneak into movies, right? How do you sneak uh, into a movie? Um, well, <laughs> producer if I, Simone. If I were to, uh, Simone, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you, our producer, uh, explain how you would sneak into a movie? Yeah. So before there used to be a movie theater in Vaughn where they had thirty different theaters. Oh yeah. So it was a vast um, complex of different theaters. So essentially, one person would go in and buy a ticket, yeah. and then go to one of the side doors and open it, and all our friends would go in and watch a movie. Oh. Oh, that's how you did it. Hypothetically, if you were to do that. Is that theater closed now because of all the money they lost because of your your actions? Uh, I don't think it was because of me. I think there are other investments. You know what? Back in the day, you know, with those drive-ins, and I I never did, but but people would either go in the trunk, okay, which would really (laughs) drive me nuts. Or they would they would um, have people in the back just to get one person in just to say they did. They put like a blanket on the floor of the uh, behind the driver's seat and have their feet on it like there's nothing going on. There'd be a person there. <laughs> like person. I don't know, I don't know. Just to say they could do it, I think, just to get away with it. Are you a sneaker into places ever? I can't think of what I would sneak into, but oh, okay, I I've snuck into. In the past, when I was in like high school, we used to sneak into uh, award shows. Yes, you have to. Oh, that's a great award shows. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because you're in New York. Yeah, we'd sneak into award shows. Okay. We'd dress up in all black, like like we were roadies, black t-shirts, black pants, black black um, (laughs) sneakers, (laughs) and mind you, this is before people were really, really, uh, you know, scanning things and passes and stuff like that. Make yourself like a little lanyard that looked official, and before you know it, you're at the VMAs. And like, uh, yeah. what did you P- pick up a box? Yeah. Oh, you uh, picked up a box yeah, as if you're doing something. You, you walk off, you know, yeah. you walk there with like a coffee and you put the coffee right. down, pick up a, a, a right. roadie box and you start walking up a ramp and That's you're inside a radio city. So did you, did you enjoy the show? Did you, did you get, did you get a little inside? Yeah. I saw late? Missy Elliott doing yeah. her, uh, what do you call it? Her, uh, uh, sound check. Yeah. yeah okay. You know, All right. People. Did you though? Did you stay for the whole show, or did you go? It's time for us to go. No. At some point, it was like, yeah, getting to got to get out of here. Anybody look at you like, who are you? No, with the guys dressed wow. in black, the roadies, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody ask Pretty you to smart. do anything? <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't stay too. We didn't stay long enough for that to happen. But that was that's such a great story though, in a in a very criminal way. Uh, yes, somewhat criminal. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Another Guinness record has been broken. Yeah. Uh, this one for socks. Yes, in Calgary, Alberta. Okay. The record is 
How many socks could you get on your foot? On one foot in? In how long? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Well, the record set by someone in Calgary is 22 socks in how long? 30 seconds. 30 seconds? 22 socks in 30 seconds. It looks ridiculous seeing her do it. Yeah, Carolina Cruz is 14 years old, a competitive swimmer, by the way. And uh, she is the current uh, Guinness uh, record holder for most socks putting on put on one foot in 30 seconds in the under 16 category. Apparently, there's a lot of categories. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see what over 60 would be. Yeah. Man, look at this one on right now. Uh, that's 22 socks up from the previous record of 19. Uh, from a from a person uh, living in India, so there it's a competitive thing. She she thinks it's no big deal, but you know I'm thinking, you know there's a kid when you say I, you know Car- Carolina go get dressed, she'd be like this dressed quick, quick yeah no. she throws she she just essentially like just yeah. slides them on very very quickly. She said finding the right socks, you have to go over your ankle, have no holes, and be store bought to qualify. So it's not like you're just socks that you leave on the floor, Jamar. Okay, these are socks that. Yeah. There is a, a thing that you have to really uh, kind of follow. But she said, you know, some of them aren't high enough to go on your foot because uh, your foot gets really big. So that's right. When you add these socks on, it just gets bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger. bigger. So you got to plan really well for this, too. That's pretty amazing. Um, that's one word to describe it. She's got a certificate. Uh-huh. She said, you know, she would rather be, you know, some, like, do better in uh, swimming. But in the meantime, uh, she broke it. Get, she gets that. She gets okay. At a cocktail party when she's older. Well, you know. I <laughs> I'm the sock girl. I'm uh, sock girl. Yeah, for right now. So when she gets older than 16, she's going to do it again. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So uh, Calgarian uh, youth, 30 seconds, a lot of socks. Where does she go from here? Like, I, what, I don't what, know. What, what happens after socks? I don't know. What, what, what happens after socks? doesn't really say. She said, uh, uh, well, there's a lot of stuff that she's going to do, but she is a competitive swimmer, so I think she's done that. She's got the gold medal now. All right. Well, don't yeah. quit your J yeah, job. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. And now for a glimpse into just how much times have changed. Here's a list of things to do to catch a husband from 1958. <laughs> uh, this was in a vintage magazine. Uh, Jordana Grace found this tips, found this uh, mm. this list of tips and shares with us. Yeah. Let's see if some of the stuff still applies to 2022. Okay. Tips to catch a husband in 1958. Number one, be nice to ugly men because handsome is as handsome does. That means a handsome goes off and runs off with other women. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, okay. So ugly men deserve a chance. Yeah, they because... have a shot. So now they've got you, and so they will always be dedicated to you. <laughs> because handsome can't <laughs> keep on their pants. <laughs> got it. Got it. All right. Um, how about this tip to catch a hu- catch? I, just that mm. wording to catch a husband, like it's a possum or something. Right? Mm-hmm. Got you. <laughs> I got you. Fishing. No, you're not going anywhere. I got you. To catch a husband in 1958, you go to all your high school reunions <laughs> because there could be widowers there. Yes. Widower meaning the husband that's lost yeah. his wife. Yeah. Now he's back on the market. I don't know that that's not too far off the map to this day. With all this True. flaws. I'm telling you. <laughs> and trauma. And trauma. He's available. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Um, tips to catch a husband from 1958. Drop a handkerchief. It still works. <laughs> <laughs> handkerchief. So Victorian of you. A handkerchief. 
So you drop I've always it thought and then those what? Are so dirty. You drop you pick it. Up and say, Miss, you drop this. Oh. You drop it, and then you kind of like put yeah. your hand to the back, and you do that thing like where you yeah. throw your head back. Yeah. And he goes, excuse me, ma'am, did you drop this? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You did oh, watch yes. The Gilded Age. Good on you, Jamar. <laughs> Why, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Well, thank you. Hello. What's your thank name? you very Hello. much. Hello. What's your name? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's the very Victorian from back in the day when they wore long, long dresses, and that's what you knew that someone really liked you uh, when, a, when a woman dropped It all started dress. from the handkerchief. <laughs> you picked up my kerchief. <laughs> I love How it. romantic. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched a couple movies. Tips to pick up a, uh, a cat, excuse me, catch a husband in 1958. Stand in the corner. And cry softly. (laughs) (laughs) Because they'll come over and ask, what's wrong? This was uh, maybe a couple minutes before the women's liberation movement, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. Cry softly in the corner. (laughs) uh, What's troubling you? Miss, are you okay? I dropped my handkerchief. (laughs) No, I picked it up. I can't take it anymore. You don't have to take Right, like what do you say when they ask what's wrong? Like can what I, is wrong? Can I, can I add to this list, of, which I think is hysterical, because some of this stuff may be applicable today, the handkerchief not. So, we being softly in the corner. We've seen people do drama at parties. What's okay. wrong? Hey, what's wrong, Sue? What's wrong? Yeah. Right. Um, get a dog and walk it applies, right? Get a dog and walk it. Okay. okay. Just get a dog. Just borrow a oh, dog. Oh, yeah. I bet walking yeah. a dog. Yeah. You think so? Because that is such an easy conversation starter. Right. Yeah. Okay. Get a job in a dental office is one. Ah, you know, there is that thing about the yeah. dental hygienist. There are, we, a lot of men believe that the dental hygienists are usually very, very good looking. Here's one. <laughs> yeah. Here's, you like the uniform. Here's one, uh-huh. apparently, they did back in the day. Don't email me and text me to say that I was being sexist. This is from 1958. Um, you get one sexist comment a morning. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So the, the other one was, back in the day, is become an airline stewardess. Ah. And that's what, like, Catch Me you, If You Can and all those Hitchcock movies were all about. It was like... You know, that's sort of, that's how you meet people. That's how you they meet people. Discover the world, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. can reinvent yourself yeah. in every city. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why do men all have the fun? Right. Why can't we? There you go. Right okay, on. okay. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good from 104.5. Have you noticed that any of your favorite products have changed a little bit in maybe t- taste or consistency? Yeah. Something about the formula or the mixture of yeah. ingredients have changed. Why don't you text us at 104.536. What product do you use all the time that you notice a change? Uh, the the answer is skimpflation. Sk- not, yeah, right. We've talked about shrinkflation. Right. This is skimpflation. Yeah. And if you don't think we're not noticing it, we are. I because, guess. Yeah, they're saying under the guise of, you know, well, we're trying to improve our product or... Shelf life, uh, you know, maybe longevity, that kind of stuff. But it's like, yeah, but it doesn't taste the same. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't wash the same. Here's an example. Yeah. Smart, balanced margarine. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, it was 64% vegetable oils. It went down to 39% of the oils. Now, you know, what makes margarine taste good is that kind of like oily consistency. It gives you like a little creamy coating. Mm-hmm. Um, it will taste less of that. Um so once upon a time, in that particular margarine, oil used to be the predominant 
ingredient, the top ingredient, if you look on the list of ingredients, so the, the first ingredient is usually the, the highest concentration. Of that, yeah. Now it's become water. Mm-hmm. So your margarine is more watery than anything. Um, and this is not the only thing. They're saying all types of products. The companies to, to combat inflation have said, okay, let's just tinker with the, the mixtures a little bit so that we can save a little money. Mm-hmm. So you think you're buying the same product, but you're buying the same brand but it's a different product now because it has a different mixture. Once a time, once upon a time, there was real maple syrup by a brand. Yeah. And over the years, the maple syrup is from maple trees, obviously. And so they tried to, you know, skimp on some stuff. And today, it's made of high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, well, let me tell you, that's a lot of syrups. Quote, quote, syrups. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Not even syrup anymore. Not even. Have you, like, grabbed that chocolate bar lately that's one of your favorites? Like, when you were in New York this weekend, did you, like, grab something that you knew as a kid or not not even a kid, teenager, young adult, and and it changed? Yep. What was it? I got an Italian ice, and it did not taste the same. It tasted less tart and more syrupy, like... Like some of the fruit flavor that used to be in there, yeah, was not there anymore. See, that's Funny the ass. difference. That's that's the difference. And so you're going. This doesn't taste the same. And I know our taste buds taste are uh, uh, changed, but I remember getting a Three Musketeers bar. Okay, because I loved Three Musketeers when I was a kid, and I, it, something tasted different. Something tasted different. There's something not right with it. So you're you're not dreaming it. It's no. a real thing that companies yeah. are doing right now to save a little money. They're changing products. They're calling it skimpflation. Uh, you can let us know if you've tasted any product or experienced any product that seemed to be skimped. Yeah. You can text us to 104536 so you can warn us and warn the rest of everybody. But that's what's happening. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Kid goes to school and asks the school nurse if uh, he could get some Vaseline uh, because his tattoo is itching. Uh. The nurse is like, what? Rolls up his sleeve, and he's got a tattoo about pretty much the size of his forearm of his name. Oh. This kid is 10 years old. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's an interesting choice. So interesting that the mom has landed uh, some charges. Uh, uh, yeah. 33-year-old woman in uh, New York State uh-huh. has landed charges for endangering the welfare of a child. Yes. And... Both this child and their sibling has been placed under protective services. So I'm not, don't have a tattoo, uh, but what is there not a recommended age? You have to be X amount of year older to. Well, it depends. But I mean, in the U.S., it depends uh, by state. Right, right. Most of the states are 18. Yeah. Uh, Idaho, the place you love, 14. <laughs> um, I yeah. don't know. So you're late to the ball game. Uh, um, um, yeah. Some states are 16. I don't know what is it in Ontario. Do we know that? Um, oh, tatted one, uh, Azalea. Yeah. I want to say that it might be 18. When did you get those, 15, 16? No. <laughs> okay. uh, I think what? I got my first tattoo when I was 18. 18. I think. Okay. But I can't seem to remember. I think I was 18 because I was in the club and I had a fake ID. 18, it's 18 in Ontario. I don't know what would possess a person to get there. And it's not even a great tattoo. It's just like their name across yeah. their arm. Yeah, like on the on the 10, on, you're like, you don't know what you want. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Um, a 10-year-old. A 10-year-old, which I think it put her in jail. Um, 
But, you know, the thing is, like, here in, in, in like, in New York, for example, it's 18. So the person that gave them the tattoo yep. is in trouble, too. I, I feel wow. that it's awful. Yeah, they're, they're actually looking for the tattoo artist. They, okay. can't, they can't find them yet. Well, Jamar, back in the day, I'll tell you, when people would pierce the kid's ears early, mm-hmm. there was concern about that. But that's different than a tattoo, I think. That, oh, now, yeah. your ear piercing. Remember like, sometimes that? they get... It was a big deal. They get a baby's ears pierced, like, yeah. really, really early sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your ears yeah, pierced, but... right? When I was 18. When you were 18? Yeah. When I was 18. Wait, are we saying, like, don't pierce the baby's ears? I, I don't know what the rules are with that. I just know at one point, like, little girls were getting their ear pierced maybe, like, months after they were born. Yeah. 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 I think I my ears were pierced as a baby. As a baby, right? Yeah. yeah but so. I think it's because it, I don't know, does it hurt less? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Tattoo. So no, no. If not you're on the way to the tattoo, uh, tattoo parlor with the kid, yeah. turn back. You, you might go to jail <laughs> for that. Don't do that. Although I did threaten my son one time. Do I have to t- tattoo your lunch on your arm for you to remember the lunch bag? That, there has been that threat. That, you would have been applauded, not jailed for that. <laughs> that, that okay. should be a thing. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. There is a cafe in the yeah. United Kingdom that gives uh, the people that go there an assessment based on how polite they are. And based on this assessment, they'll charge a sliding scale of prices yeah. So the worse of a customer you are, the more they will charge you. That's How funny right. is that? Rudeness comes with a cost. It's a great idea, or is it? Well, well, there's it's it's like if you're rude to them, and help me with this. If you're rude to them, mm-hmm. they will they will uh, make you pay more to the point where you could be doubling up on the actual price of what you're going to buy, like a chai tea or something. Sure. Yeah. So. Is this what we want to do from now on? Do we want to charge people more based on... I mean, think of every rideshare, every Uber driver thinking right now, or every wait staff, any yeah. any bartender. Would you love to charge someone an extra 20 bucks because of what they put you through for the experience? You used to bartend, Azalea. Absolutely. Yeah, wouldn't that be... Yes. That'd be an interesting thing to do. Wait, what's wrong with my bill? It's got 40 extra dollars on it. Well, yeah, <laughs> I deserve the $40, sir. That That's what you'd <laughs> say to the person. Can you imagine? No, I can't. It says, it, it, it says, it says, this guy says, it's just when they put it up there, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been doing it since last March. It's a nice reminder to use your manners because unfortunately, sometimes we do need reminding. And it's, it's, some people have a laugh with it. And so it's like, it's working out okay. I wonder. Right. You could take yeah. it back the way you yeah. order and be like, okay, I'm sorry. Can I'm I sorry. please get one? And then, there you go. Now you're going to spend $2. Yeah. Right, right. Now it's $5. Right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. But I, I, I don't mind this a little bit just, you know, because it's ugly when you see somebody being rude and you're like a, a you know, you're watching it happen. Sure. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm sure there are tons uh, of people in the service industry right now who would yeah. love to determine the price yeah. with some of the people that they, uh, they deal with. So That's right. Not a bad idea. Watch out, James. Gordon. Make sure you're being good to the people that you uh, you get service from today. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. At the end of the, uh, the lockdown, when people were kind of getting back to work and getting stressed with all of the new responsibilities and the new, I guess, demands of the job, getting back in the office, there was a term that got coined called quiet quitting. Yeah. And people said, you know, they're throwing way too much on me. 
and I don't want to just go into the office and go, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. So they would pull it back a little bit, pull it back a little bit, pull it bit, stop doing this, stop answering emails, stop taking phone calls. And eventually <laughs> you get to this point where your boss is like, what's going on with you? Mm -hmm. You're quietly quitting. Yes, you are. Yeah. The, the same thing is happening in relationships. Um, quiet quitting your relationship. Have you noticed that your partner has been disengaged? Like they are not coming to the table, not even to argue with you. Mm -hmm. Like any little argument or conflict that they have in their head, they're not even bringing it up. They're keeping it inside. Disengaging. Yeah. 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 Quiet quitting the yeah. relationship. That's one of the, the, the first... Uh, one of the first symptoms of a quietly quitting partner in a relationship. Another one is that they're not even advocating for their needs anymore. That's a big one. You know, sometimes you have people in a relationship and they go, Man, why don't you do this for me? Why don't you do this? And then the other person goes, oh, you're just nagging. Mm. And then the person gets to the point where they're not even doing the nagging, quote, quote, anymore. Right. Quietly quitting. How funny or not funny is yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Another symptom of quietly quitting the relationship, you can let us know if somebody's doing this in, in your house, they're unwilling to own their anger. Uh -huh. They're angry about something, and in, instead of having a direct conversation with you about their anger, yes. they're angry in private. In they're private. Having... <laughs> and it just takes over your whole personality. Yeah, So the things that you might have enjoyed, Jamar, like cooking dinner every night or like arranging something to go out on a date with your partner, mm. stops. It just doesn't happen because you're so angry and zapping you from the energy to do that, you know. And and so you know, therefore, no me, no needs have been met. Yeah. On either side. And those are the warning signs. Wow. And those that's not a good place to be because listen, I'm one who doesn't like to argue, but I got to admit, at least I still get argued with. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you got someone who's not arguing with you anymore, they're yeah. just like, all right, you know, I've had it. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> It says here they want to express with their behavior, but uh, what they can't with their words. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's kind of it's kind of dangerous. So if you're listening to us right now, if you're thinking, yeah, that's happening, but that's not happening. Maybe you're on your way or maybe that is the conversation you need to have. Honey, have you heard about quiet quitting? Because this is what they were talking about on Chum this morning. That's not us. Is that? No, it's not. <laughs> Quietly quitting, <laughs> right? You don't want to get to that place. Wow. Yeah. It's happening. All okay. right. Okay. Uh, make sure you're having good communication. It's always the key to uh, building a good relationship. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. Chum one zero four five podcast.